Hello and welcome to another episode of the Simple Path to Wellbeing podcast. My name is Paul Garrigan. So today I want to talk about how insight into, into emptiness frees the imagination. And this to me is important because I think a lack of understanding of emptiness can mean we don't really get the benefits of, of, of the imagination or of what's possible, how much it could actually revolutionize our lives. And also, there's a danger that if we don't understand the emptiness of perception, that we will cling to things that arise in the, in the imagination in a way that, that can be unhealthy and, and unhelpful. So it's almost like this understanding in, in, into emptiness helps us be safe while using the imagination and puts us in a position where it really can change everything for us. Like we're all, we can all be trapped in this box, very, very rigid box of perceiving life in a certain way. And emptiness provides the key to, to escaping that. Now, emptiness is very much associated with Buddhism. And I, I recommend teachers like Rob Barbia who, who, who explored this topic you know, in, in his book, Seeing That Freeze. It's, it's a very good book on the topic. But emptiness is something I think we can all come to through exploring our, our experience. And, and meditation can be very helpful for this. I mean, my own journey um, very much involved Vipassana meditation. See, believing in, 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 in this kind of stuff is one thing. But we need to really see it and understand it because the thing that's holding our perception prisoner is very, very strong. It's very, very powerful. So we need powerful insight to be able to get beyond it, to be able to escape our shackles. And the, the poet, you know, William Blake, the, the, the mystical poet and artist William Blake, I mean, he once described it as mind-forged manacles. That it's like we're, we're, we're held prisoner by our, by our own mind. And the reason why that is so is that we take our way of perceiving as real, as it being how things are. And what insight into emptiness is, is this understanding at a deep, deep level. It has to be at a deep, deep level that it changes us. But this understanding that we're not seeing what's real, we're seeing an interpretation. And that's really what emptiness is. My, my, my favourite way of explaining emptiness is to say to people that the dream, the dreamer creates the dream and the dream creates the dreamer. And because of that, both are empty. So what that means is we are not seeing reality as a, as, a, as a solid thing that everyone sees. That we're always seeing our inter- interpretation of, of, re- of what we call reality. And we could say that our inter- interpretation is our reality, but it's not something objective that everyone experiences. And that that reality is created by certain thoughts, certain um, you know, conditioning, 
so, you know, our, our interpretation of experience, all of that. And it's, a, it's actually a dance that we're not seeing objects out there cleanly. That we're always interpreting them. And, and, this, and that's what makes these interpretations empty because there isn't, there isn't the right way of interpreting. There isn't a, if, you meet, if you meet somebody and you, you, know, you, you see them a certain way, I mean, the reason you, there will be lots of reasons why you will see them that way or experience them that way. And it will actually have very little to do with that person. And somebody else will come along and see that person very differently. And somebody else will come along and see them differently again. And you say, which of those perceptions is real? Who saw the real person? And you might say, well, it's the person themselves. But again, that's just another perspective. And you start to see that all there are in regards to everything is interpretations. And all of those interpretations are different. And because of that, we can, it, it, it means they're empty. Because there isn't, you cannot say that one of them is the right one. One of the things that I, I got interested in, in Buddhism as, as a, as a, as a, as a, in my early teenage years. And one of the things that troubled me, or kind of niggled at me, or, or caused doubt in me, was this idea that the, the Buddha woke up from being deluded, that he awoke. He realized he was deluded and he awoke, which, you know, was very liberating to hear. But it also troubled me because I, I kind of had this sense that, well, hold on a second. You know, if you've been deluded in the past and you acknowledge you've been deluded in the past, I mean, what's to say you're not being deluded again? I mean, what's to say it's not just a fancier delusion? What's, what's just to say that, you know, this... You know, whatever whatever we end up at as the ultimate, it's just that basically it's it's such a, a convincing delusion that there's no way we can we can um, see beyond it. So this idea that we can wake up to the truth, the truth of what's there, to me is very suspicious. But over the years, I I came to the understanding that that's not what the Buddha was saying. He didn't wake up from delusion that he woke up to delusion and my sense of it is I mean and I could be wrong but this but this is what I've worked with and what I've found helpful is that there is no real way or true way of perceiving that we could we would never be able to tell because our mind is always interpreting and it's always going to be an interpretation and the idea isn't to get the true interpretation or the right interpretation, is to get the one that's most skillful. Because, of course, I mean, the danger here is that if we say that all, all the different perceptions are, are, are kind of equal, in that they're all perceptions, all the different ones, well, that kind of leads easily to relativism, where everything's, you know, you know my opinion is just the same as your facts or whatever. But that's not really what it's saying. What it's saying is, and what's very, very obvious, is that some ways of perceiving are more skillful than others. Some ways of perceiving lead to less suffering than others. And if our goal is to, to suffer less, which is the goal of, of, of paths like Buddhism, and it certainly my, was my own goal, well then, we, you know, it's obvious that some 
some ways of perceiving are not going to work for us. And so it's all about getting ways of perceiving that do help us, that do lead us to our goal. And this understanding of insight allows that to happen because otherwise what happens, see, because we were convinced that what we're, the way, we're, the way we usually experience, we're, it's like we have this inner conviction that that's just how things are. So if everything appears to us as really negative, if everything appears to us as, as really bleak and, and meaningless and, and all of that, it just seems, well, that's how it is. And we, you know, this kind of lack of insight into, into emptiness means we, we, we don't see, well, that's just a perception. And it's not, you know, it's not, a tr- it's not the truth. It's just, it's just a way of looking and not a very skillful one and not a very helpful one. And if you were to come along and say, well, I want to, I want to have the, the true way of perceiving, the right way of perceiving, the one that's ultimately true, well, I don't, I don't even know how you would begin at that. Because even something like mindfulness is just another way of perceiving, a more skillful way of perceiving. And that's why I've mentioned in in earlier, you know, podcasts, I'm not that interested in true because to me, it, it, you know, ultimately what's ultimately true, because to me, it's, it's, you know, it's unknowable. And, and that fact that it is unknowable gives us this incredible freedom. And part of the freedom is that you start to realize that we have this ability to perceive the world in, in endless ways. And, there's, and the, the key to our happiness, the key to enders, ending suffering, is, is learning to perceive in ways that, 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 that nurture us, ways of perceiving that, that allows us to fully appreciate this life. See, it's not about living in Gaga land or living in dreamland. Like when you understand, because that would be the objection, you know, if you start to, if if you start to experience life in a more friendly way, someone could come along and say, "Well, you're just in Gaga land. You're not experiencing the real reality." But when you understand emptiness, you you see, well, there is no real reality. There's only different ways of perceiving, and they're all valid. In that, there are you know, you cannot you cannot choose one as the right one. And it's it's, it's so you know, there is no right. You know, we cannot change. What's arising in experience? But interpretation is completely up for grabs. And the problem is, and our problem, I think, as humans always has been, is that we're too focused on what's arising when the real problem is how we're interpreting what's arising. And, and what's arising is kind of irrelevant without that interpretation. It, it's always this, this dance between the two. One is completely dependent on the other. And it's kind of realising the part where we can have an influence that's important, which is in the interpretation. So this is where imagination comes in. Imagination is what allows us to break free of our normal way of perceiving. And lead us into completely different ways of perceiving. 
Now, I think it's important here to, to, to mention something that the poet, the romantic poet, uh, William Coleridge, said when he differentiated between fancy and imagination. I think most of us engage in what's called, what he would call fancy, this old world, or old word, fancy. And what that means is that really what we call imagination is just our normal perception kind of distorted in a very limited way. It's like we're still in a box, but we're moving things around inside that box. Where real imagination is getting outside our normal perception. It's getting outside that box. It's bringing in something that we'd normally not be able to, 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 to have as an option. And this is where I found, you know, stuff working with, you know, with working with things that come up in dreams or hypnagogic imagery. You know, that imagery where you, you know, that will come up in meditation. I mean, sometimes that those images that come up in meditation, if you're doing something like Vipassana, the goal is to just, you know, observe them and, and without any kind of attachment, just kind of, you know, just let them come and let them go. But I found there is a, a time and place for actually working with those images and it's not about becoming obsessed with them or anything like that. But just that sometimes, and in a very, very powerful way, they can introduce something that completely alters our perception, completely alters our way of perceiving. And I've, I've discussed this before, you know, about how an image... I remember once having this, this image of a, of, a, of a warrior or a hunter... And how that really helped me see things in a very, very different way when I was struggling financially. You know, these things, when we couple them with, with, the, with the understanding of emptiness. See, see, without that understanding, you know, these images can come and they don't really have much power to change. It's because we just assume, well, I'm just the way I am. You know, I could never do that because I'm this way. Like, I'm, I'm too meek to ever think of myself in terms of being a hunter. But when you understand that, you know, this, that really there's no right, right way for you to perceive, it's just your habitual way, which has nothing to do with who you are, it's to do with your habits, that we can change and we can start to see things in incredibly different ways and experience life in incredibly different ways. And we can start to, and this, this freedom to move between different ways of perceive, perceiving fills the world with wonder. It becomes this incredible opportunity where every single moment there's this opportunity to, to relate to it in, in, in a skillful way by coming at it with, a, with, a, with a, you know, the right perception or the more, more skillful perception. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. If you have any questions or anything you'd like me to go further into, please don't hesitate to, to contact me. I'll leave my, my, my information. I always do underneath. And uh, thanks very much for listening. And goodbye. Mm-hmm.